I'm Paul Wiegraf, Director of the Delaware Division of the Arts and your host for today. Joining me in the studio today are the co-founders of Gable Music Ventures, the CEO, Gail Dillman, and the COO, Chief Operating Officer, Jeremy Hebel. Welcome. Thanks so much for Thank having Thank you. Us. So glad to have you back. We are here today to talk a little bit about your work with Gable Music Ventures but uh, in general, but specifically about the upcoming seventh iteration of the Ladybug Festival in Wilmington and this year expanding to Milford, Delaware as well. Yes, indeed. Thank you. Thank you for having us. So glad to have you here. Uh, It's really exciting to see the work that you're doing here in Delaware in in, uh, sort of coordinating programming uh, for Delawareans. Let's let's talk a little bit about your your background, your history. Uh, I mentioned it's the seventh year. Let's go back to the beginning. What pulled what pulled this together? Oh, boy. It's hard to even remember some days, but um, essentially we were given a very small budget by um, Mike Schwartz, who at the time had owned uh, most of the property down on 2nd and Market Street. He wanted to do a thank you party for the, the people who lived down there and the businesses down on what what is now known as the Loma Block. So. Um, we started putting it together and we got this idea. It was the same time that Firefly was coming into town and there was a lot of people who were, were unhappy with the fact that there were no local bands on the lineup. So we thought, hey, well, you know, we'll make this a local event right before Firefly. Let's think of a bug name. Oh, Ladybug is a good bug name. Let's get an angle to it. Well, let's let's do women. Let's have this about women. So it was a happy accident in some ways that we put this all together, and without really thinking that, oh, that's the state bug of Delaware. Who knew that at the time? Mm-hmm. But uh, we decided to make this event all about women and have it the Thursday before Firefly. Now, since then, Firefly had moved their dates, mm-hmm. but um, we decided to stick with that date. And uh, actually, this is the first year we're not going to be on a Thursday. We're me on a Friday and Saturday. Yeah, it was also not just that there were no local musicians on the lineup, but it was also just the the expense of going. There was a lot of people that we were saying that would have loved to go on, but could not afford to. And so we wanted to kind of create like a free alternative for people that, you know, were not able to do that. So it really was the perfect storm of things coming together. We were given a budget at the right time, and uh, the whole first event came together in about six weeks. Now, was Gable Music Ventures already an entity doing programming? We were, limitedly. when we had started, we had started by doing uh, do-it-yourself um, pop-ups, and we primarily used the Loma Block of uh, Film Brothers at the time was down there, and we used Chris White Gallery. So those were the two places that we did these little pop-up shows. But yeah, very infrequently. I mean, every, every few months we had something going on. Um, so Ladybug really kick-started the business, absolutely, mm-hmm. and it's, uh, it's now you know a year-round project that we're working on and have some staff coming on. Mm-hmm. Gail's having some uh, <laughs> some coughing yep. fits here. So, so J- Jeremy, I'll I'll just engage you also while Gail recuperates. Uh, now, from the beginning, uh, how how have you seen the Ladybug Festival grow? Really organically, it's been really cool. We like to talk about how it seems like every time someone comes, they come back the following year with multiple people with them. Um, so we quickly saw the the, the attendance uh, in the first year was estimated at around 300 to 500 people. It's pretty hard to tell since it's not ticketed and people come and go. Um, but based on how many people were inside the venues and on the street, downtown visions usually will give us what their their estimate is. And since they've always done, we always go with whatever they say. 
Um, but, you know, last year, over two days, it was anticipated that there were, you know, 10,000 plus people there. Um, and uh, that, you know, Thursday last year was, I think, 103 degrees. There was a heat warning, you know, stay home. And, right. and we still had just thousands of people out. And so it's really a, it's turned into a really beloved event. And we're, we're so excited to see um, how, how much the concept excites people. Um, there was just some really awesome press that the News Journal did about, you know, the very sharp lack of, of women artists, not just at Firefly. They were, they were highlighting Firefly, but at really all these major festivals and, uh, and kind of looked at how, you know, uh, their greatest weakness, having no women, is really our greatest strength. The fact that everybody is very excited by, by the concept of this event, and yet for some reason it's like the major festivals have yet to realize that female artists are something that pretty much everybody likes, likes to see and likes to enjoy. I was going to say, it's, it's not that there aren't female artists, it's just the opportunities uh, provided exactly. for them is, is limited. Exactly right. yeah. Yeah. So how, how have you seen, you talked uh, about audience uh, you know, evolving and growing. What about uh, performers? Have, do you, um, how did you originally identify them, and, and has that changed over time as more artists become aware of the festival? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Um, we, we, when we first started, one of the reasons we loved the idea of doing this as a celebration of women in music is that you know, some of the artists we were closest to at the time, Angela Sheik, Noel Pokhara, Gina Degnars, they were overwhelmingly female and so it wasn't like we were like oh man how are we going to find these artists it was really it was going to be a lot easier for us to do an all-female festival early on um, whether that be that the business is owned by a woman i'm guessing that had something to do with it but now we have submissions i mean people submit to be considered from all over the country all over the world other countries it's really exciting Um, you know we we kind of get that opportunity to find that artist that is we think about to break before they're, you know, too, mm-hmm. too much for mm-hmm. us to, to uh, afford. And also before, you know, the point where, you know, the fans that come to the festival, we'll get to see them, meet them, shake their hands. They're much more accessible at this point than they will be even, you know, six months to a year from now, potentially. Let, let's talk about the dates for this year in Wilmington and what the uh, programming looks like. I can try and talk again. <laughs> Sorry, got that summer cold. Uh, July 20th and July 21st. Which is a Friday and Saturday. Um, <clears throat> on the 20th, we'll start at 5 o'clock and we'll end about 10. And then on. Uh, still on Loma. St- still on Loma. Okay. Mm-hmm. But the 21st, we're excited. We're going to be introducing Little Ladybugs. And that will be at the Delaware History Museum. Oh, and that'll great. be at 2 o'clock. Okay. Yeah, we've got. Um, so we're, we're going to go from the 400 block to the 600 block on Saturday, so primarily utilizing the Queen Theater, um, but also, you know, Merchant Bar, Farmer and the Cow, Delaware History Museum, um, you know, the Copeland Room, as well as Old Town Hall. These are all going to be venues for Mm -hmm. music Mm -hmm. on Saturday. And uh, like Gail said, we wanted to have some children-specific programming this year, which we're calling Little Ladybugs. And so Mm -hmm. we've got, um, you know, three different acts that are going to be performing children's music inside the Delaware History Museum, as well as some storytelling, some free face painting for kids and things like that. And that's going to be going from two to four. Um, and then the whole rest of the block is going to be pretty much have, having live music and vendors and everything. And food. From about three. Right. Yeah, from about three to eight o'clock. And then at eight o'clock, everything's going to go downstairs. All the music is going to go downstairs uh, to the Queen for the, the big headliner uh, show. And we've got three acts that are um, headlining on, on Saturday. And one's Bronnie, who's from the UK. Um, another is Grace Vonderkoon, who's from right here in Wilmington. And then Lauren Ruth Ward, who is originally from Baltimore, um, but has been out in LA for uh, the last four years. We're really excited 
to have her while while we can because yeah. we really mm-hmm. think that she's if, very excited. Waited a year, she would no longer be affordable mm-hmm. for us to work with. And and that is also a free show. Um, there is limited capacity in the room, so it's first come first serve. Uh, but we're we're really excited about that show, and we're we're very excited to move, um, have people come to the Delaware uh, History Museum as well to see what that's all about. The first hundred people will also receive a free ticket to come back to the History Museum. Oh, that's great! Yeah, yeah, we really want the kids to see. It's a great museum. If you haven't walked through it, um, you should because it's really captures Delaware's history, and it's really quite something. It's mm-hmm. really magnificent. Mm-hmm. Well, the other new programming that we're introducing for Saturday is up in the Olympia Room, which is on the fourth floor of the Queen. Mm-hmm. From about 4.30 to 7.30, we're going to have an all-female comedy show. So we're calling it the No Bro Comedy Show. And uh, we've got, uh, I think, thir- uh, we've got 12 uh, comedians. Um, some of them are local, including Melissa Bernard, who is our hostess uh, and MC for uh, Wilma Wednesdays. She's going to be MCing and performing throughout the night. <laughs> Uh, Missy Grinkwitz, who who won Laugh Out Loud at the Grand a few years back. Um, just some very, very, very funny individuals. Yeah. And that's probably the only place at the entire festival that will not be appropriate for all ages. Mm-hmm. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, parents should should think twice before bringing their little, little mm-hmm. ones into mm-hmm. that room. And, uh, but, um, but we are very proud that the entire event is free. Um, and we've been really, really wanting to continue that because we want this event to be you know, regardless of who you are in the city, this event's for you. You know, that's, that's why we're doing this, is we want you to be included and to come out and enjoy and to bring bring people with you. And, and that's to um, <clears throat> sponsors like Chase yes. mm-hmm. and uh, ShopRite and the city of Wilmington, uh, Second Loma. Um, let's see, visit Wilmington. You know, there's a lot of people who have really stepped up. Uh, BPG. The Ladybugfestival.com. We've got a sponsorship page, and you can you can see everybody that's been supporting this event because without them, it would never have happened, and it certainly wouldn't be free to attend. Right. I, I was going to say for the audience member that attends for free, it's it's, it's easy to overlook that it might be free, but it's not without cost. Uh, Thank you. That's a good way. Yeah. To put it. yeah. <laughs> that's very true. Right. Yeah. So the, the the corporate sponsorships and the support from the city are ext- are extremely important yes. uh, to make this work. Absolutely. Yeah. Now you mentioned uh, food. Uh, you'll have uh, vendors, food trucks. Yep. Uh, how does that work? Will the restaurants be open along the stretch? Yeah. yeah. Restaurants will be yeah. Open. Okay. Food trucks. We've made an effort this year to have some vegan and vegetarian options. That's feedback we've gotten in past years. There's not enough good vegan and vegetarian options. So uh, we're we're very pleased with with the amount of selection that will yeah. be there this year. I don't think anybody's going to be. Okay. Or well, thirsty. I want to pursue this, uh, continue the discussion, but let me first remind our listeners that you are tuned into Delaware State of the Arts here on News Radio 1450 WILM and 1410 WDOV. Our guests in the studio today are Gail Dillman and Jeremy Hebel from Gable Music Ventures. We're talking about the, the upcoming Ladybug Festival on July 20th and 21st in Wilmington. Uh, we've been talking about the evolution, sort of the growth of the audiences and, and the, the growth of the artist pool. Um, talk a little bit about how you've seen the audience change over time, if it has. You know, are you drawing in new new people? I mean, it's, you're featuring female artists, uh, but what does that mean for the audiences that you attract? We, we're attracting more and more people, which is incredibly wonderful. Um, I think it's part of... Um, this whole re-identification process that Wilmington is going through, and certainly the state of Delaware, we are really being known as a destination for music and entertainment. And I think with that brings in a, a much um, 
wider group of people that come in and want to experience music. So you'll you we find little kids, babies in strollers to, you know, significantly older folk <laughs> um, on the other end of the spectrum. And it really um, they go as they come as far from Baltimore, Philadelphia, New York, New Jersey. So it's really quite wonderful to see everybody in the moment getting along and listening to music. Well, we have the benefit of, of, of being so close to the train station. So we're finding a lot more every year. More and more people are taking the train in from Philly. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they basically drops you off at, at the event. Right. So that's right. A, a huge advantage that we have that, um, you know, we are continually trying to remind ourselves we need to be marketing as much as possible. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that what's really striking is I think what we've started seeing is now that people are from out of town are coming in, you know, the local population is starting to wake up a little bit and say, oh, wait, this is really cool. Mm-hmm. So and it's in our backyard. People, right. They live on the block. Right. That are coming down. Okay. And thanks to Chase's um, partnership as well, you know, we're able to, instead of that massive group of people that typically will vacate the city as fast as possible. Sure, they get off the train, yeah, walk across the street, and go back to the train in the right. afternoon. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and it's a really cool thing to see, you know, them kind of making that decision. Oh, instead of hopping in my car and leaving as fast as possible after work, I'm going to hang out and listen mm-hmm. to music for a few hours, let the traffic dissipate, and then I'll go. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a really, it's just, it's we're finding that... Um, you're seeing a lot of, of people in the city that are interacting and having fun and, and coming together and, and, and enjoying, you know, dancing to music and eating food together that typically won't, wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. And that's something that, you know, we have seen through this event, the power that, you know, live music, especially affordable live music, can have on a community. I mean, it can really bring everybody together. Mm-hmm. Now, the Friday night hours again are... About 5 to 10. 5 to 10 on July 20th and on the 21st. The 21st, like I said, Little Ladybugs is going to start inside the Delaware History Museum at 2 o'clock, but the rest of the music is going to start at 3 o'clock out, out on the street and at the, at the various venues. And that's going to go until, uh, the, I said the hours of the event are from 2 to 10.30, uh, but the, the main event is from 8 to 10.30 downstairs at the Queen. And all the music on the street will probably wrapped up by 8 o'clock. And your website that shows who all the performers are? Yes. Uh, ladybugfestival.com. Okay, theladybugfestival.com. Now, uh, shifting gears a little bit, you are, uh, over the last seven years, you've been growing here in Wilmington, and this year you're launching a new venture. Yeah, we're really excited to be uh, expanding to Milford. Um, We kind of let it be known after last year, and actually even going into last year, that we were interested if there were other communities that would want to partner with us to try and bring a Ladybug Festival into, into their town. Um, and there were a lot of different places that we went and visited. And, you know, when we went to Milford and parked and just, uh, you know, kind of got out of the car and started having conversations, we kind of really fell in love with that little downtown area. If, if people haven't been, you got to go. I mean, it's really huge. You have to go September 22nd well, for the Ladybug <laughs> Festival. You know, That's right. But there's this gorgeous little river walk. There's all these wonderful little, um, you know, art galleries. and I mean, Just it's boutiques. Just a, it's it's just really, really great really place. sweet little, mm-hmm. little town, little downtown area. And uh, we started walking in and talking to different businesses and found out that, you know, there used to be a Ladybug Festival there mm-hmm. before, mm-hmm. before we, I guess, took that name and, uh, and, and grew our event. And we could just see ladybugs everywhere. The town symbol is mm-hmm. you know, a heart with a ladybug. It's just there's this real affinity because that is where the Ladybug Festival became the state bug. There was mm-hmm. an elementary school teacher that lobbied the, the local legislature to have it become the state bug. So anyway, we, they, they really were very interested, and downtown Milford, Inc. decided to um, really 
play a major role, helped us um, set up the meetings we needed, and we're just so, so excited to have it happen. And that's September 22nd. 22nd. Mm -hmm. That's right. Mm -hmm. That'll go from 3 to 9 o'clock. Um, there's 17 uh, venues for music. There's going to be 40 acts. I mean, it's wow. not going to be a small yeah. event. We're really excited about it. Yeah. Um, we are still in need of sponsorship support. If anybody is listening and is mm -hmm. interested yeah. in, in helping to make that happen in Milford, um, any amount helps, obviously. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, um, but we, we uh, there are going to be some of the familiar Wilmington artists, um, Hoochie Coochie, <coughs> Nolanda Serena. Um, some of the favorites are definitely going to be down in, in Milford. But we're really excited to be working with a lot of the the, the local artists that, that are not just in Milford, but Dover and, you know, the surrounding area as well. Mm -hmm. Now, you, the date again for the Milford? September Festival? 22nd. September 22nd. And the hours? Yeah. Uh, five, uh, three o'clock. Three to nine. nine okay. And there is a planned rain date for Sunday, the 23rd. Okay. Now, you mentioned you have a number of venues lined up. What are some of those venues? Uh, well, I, most of the business in town, like arenas, park okay. place, um, mm -hmm. there's this gorgeous little yeah. uh, outdoor amphitheater that the library, uh, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. we're going to do the Riverfront Theater. Collie okay. Mansion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Cozzy. Uh, Cozzy. Um, okay. Which is this yeah. unbelievably beautiful space. We cannot wait. Um, but so many of the small, small shops and businesses have decided that even though they don't have a lot of space, they want something. They want to participate. Studio 37. Part of this. Yeah. Um, gallery. Gallery. Gallery 37. Um, uh, is one is not only participating; they're actually building out an outdoor little stage off of their space, and they're a major sponsor of the event as well. So, mm -hmm. I mean, again, without them, not sure it would be possible. So, is downtown Milford your major contact for coordinating downtown this project? Milford Inc. Yes, yeah, so it wouldn't be possible without them. Which is Milford's Main Street program. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Great. Because I know the mayor of, of uh, Milford, Brian Shoup, has yes. been very supportive yes. of uh, using the arts to really build up Milford as a, yes. as a destination Absolutely. place, really. Yeah. They've had a lot of growth. A lot of uh, a lot of people have moved into the area over the last ten years, mm -hmm. and so they they want to again, like Wilmington did. You know, we're a place to go for dining and entertainment, and art, and so everything is sort of located right within that main street. And people just need to come off of Route One and explore it. And mm -hmm. this is a good reason to get people. You know, to make that detour to make or have it be their destination to come to Milford. So we're very excited about that. Yeah, yeah. Last weekend in, in Smyrna really showed the power of what a really strong free to attend event with a lot of big diversity in music. I mean, there was about 10,000 people that attended Smyrna at night mm -hmm. um, just mm -hmm. this past Friday. Again, that's an event that we saw go from maybe 1,500 people to 3,000 people to 5,000 people to 10,000 people. Mm -hmm. And it's, uh, it's really amazing to see that. It's not about any one artist. It's about the event that it happens. You're going to explore things. You're going to you're going to find your next favorite artist. You're going to eat great mm -hmm. food. You're going to be with your neighbors, and it's just a really great environment. Yeah. And what we know is that, that people today they attend the arts for the experience, that's and that's right. what yes. these festivals really right. really offer. That's exactly right. Right. They offer an experience, not genre specific. Right. They're 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 really um, a variety of music. And, you know, for Ladybug, it really is all about women, celebrating women in music. And so that's, you know, in today's world where the festival scene is really limited as to how many women are at the higher levels, this is, a, this is um, our answer to saying, hey, it can be done. You know, you can have mm -hmm. an all-female festival and have really outstanding music as well. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'm surprised to commission some research to find what else was out there similar to the Ladybug Festival and really couldn't find anything like it. Um, especially now that Little Fair is no longer uh, in existence, but mm -hmm. you know we've we're pretty pretty clearly 
the largest celebration of women in music um, that we can find really anywhere, not just the country, but in the world. Um, and so it's pretty amazing that something like that can be started in Wilmington in this yeah. really organic way. And it's in Delaware. Yeah. That, that's you know something for the state right. to really embrace and be proud of. I mean, look at what, we, what we're doing here. You, you know, Fireflies won and you know, we're here. I think it's amazing. I think it's amazing. And we've got about two minutes left, okay. about a minute and a half. So I want to give you an opportunity to plug another festival that yes. you're working on yes. that's coming up, I believe, in late September. Awesome. Yep, September 20. 29th on Fort DuPont, and it's called Fortify Music Fest. Uh, really fun concept. We're going to have two stages right next to each other, and the idea is we're going to have a really great tribute act on the first stage, and then right after that tribute act is done on the other stage, a really great local band uh, you know, doing a, a mix of originals and covers is going to perform. And if you like the band that you came to, to see the tribute, you're going to love that local act. So to fortify something is you know to build it up and to strengthen it, and that's what... Um, the Fort DuPont Redevelopment and Preservation uh, Corporation is doing with that space. They're mm -hmm. building homes and a marina and a hotel and all these amazing things. Um, and that's the point of this event is to really build up the fan bases of these great local and, and regional regional bands by saying, hey, you know, we're going to bring you in with a tribute in a band. Like, you know, if you, if you love Bob Marley, you're really, really, really going to love Nappy Rhythm. If you love, uh, you know, Grateful Dead and the Almer Brothers, you are absolutely going to love Montana Wild X. Mm -hmm. If you love Led Zeppelin, you're absolutely going to love Joey DiTullio. And so we really are, had a lot of fun putting this together and conceptualizing the event. And it's a beautiful piece of property yeah, overlooking the water. It's, yeah. it's going to have, uh, you know, lots of craft beers, food trucks. Um, that is a ticketed event. Uh, there is early bird pricing right now up until uh, August 1st. Up until August 1st, yeah, um, and then it'll be $50 mm -hmm. up until the day. Of the and end. you can bring a lawn chair, you can bring a blanket, you can watch music, bring a, um, bring a little mm -hmm. pop up tent, and relax and enjoy and listen to music and really experience Fort DuPont in a way that you never experienced it before. Yeah, it re you're right, Gail. It really is a, a beautiful property. Now, it's will the, the stages be set up behind what was the old theater? That's correct. Yes. Okay. That's good. Yep. Uh, a beautiful yeah, the whole, open the big, space the big, there. Uh, the big grass field is basically parking. For the yeah. Event. Okay. Right. And the, the, so the parking is going to be what was, I believe, the parade ground yes. when, when the military That's all parking. Yep. Fort DuPont. Okay. That's all parking. On-site free parking. Yeah. Yep. So, okay. yeah. And there's hiking trails and biking trails. So if you get tired of listening to music, you can go for a nice walk along yep. the water. Go and to fortifyfest.com if you're interested in getting tickets. Yeah. For Great. That. And with yeah. that, we need to sign off. Thanks so much Thank for joining you. us. We really Thank you.